What's going on, guys? It's good to be seen by you all. Um, it's kind of crazy, all the stuff that's going on here. But uh, again, I'm glad that we're still able to keep going, still able to share God's word with you all. And it's also really cool that we have all the Zoom calls and different, different things like that so we can still connect. We're about to start our new series called Greater Than. And um, so I'm going to kick this off with kind of a, not necessarily a summary, but more of an intro into what that series is about. Um, it's talking about how God is greater than, and then we'll fill in the gaps. And so our topic for today is God is greater than our expectations. Uh, we've all missed things because our expectations didn't necessarily line up with our reality. Um, even just uh, 2020 in and of itself, the first quarter, we all had different expectations of what the year 2020 was going to look like, the first quarter of what 2020 was going to look like, and it is vastly different from what our reality is. Um, but in the midst of what's happening <clears throat> in our world today, don't miss what God has for you. Uh, don't let your expectations blur or distort your vision of what true, um, what's truly happening, of what reality is. In fifth grade, my dad went to Saudi Arabia with Desert Storm, he and his army, and that was a big deal for our family. I remember that um, it, was, it, was, it was us, our family of five, uh, my mom, my older sister, me who's in the middle, my, my little brother. My sister was in ninth grade. My brother hadn't started kindergarten just yet. And I remember us having phone calls back and forth uh, about once a week with my dad and we would catch each other up on what's happening in South Carolina and what's happening in the Middle East. And as the time got closer to my dad returning um, to come back to us, I got more and more excited. I vividly remember driving to Shaw Air Force Base in Sumter, South Carolina, and all of us with hundreds of other people waiting for our soldiers to return. I fully expected to see my dad in his dress greens and his hat. Um, I love seeing, seeing him in that. He just looks so, so much like a, an important, if you will, soldier. It's like he was so much in charge because of what he was wearing. And so when the plane landed, and all the soldiers began unloading off the plane. I was like, my dad's gonna come down here. He's gonna be in his dress greens and he's gonna be awesome. And I'm gonna run to him and be like, dad, here you are. Well, it didn't turn out that way. My expectations were off from reality. There were soldiers unloading, soldier after soldier after soldier, somewhere in their dress greens, some in dress blues, somewhere in their desert camo, and there were some in their green combat camo that were unloading off of the plane. And I didn't see my dad. I got thrown off because there was so much that was happening. And so it wasn't until my dad walked up to my family and I that I realized, oh, there he is. And admittedly, it was kind of disheartening because I wanted to see him come off the plane. I wanted to be the one that said, hey, there's dad. And I want to run as fast as I could to him and wrap my arms around him and say, dad, I love you, welcome back. Um, but because my expectations were one thing, because they were different from what reality was, I almost completely missed him. I missed him, I actually did miss him until he showed up right in front of us. Well, we've all missed things because our expectations didn't match up with our reality. Um, and it could be anything from school to uh, what's happening at home to uh, other relationships. It could be even our relationship with Jesus. When Jesus came, when he showed up on the scene, when the, when the Messiah um, rolled up, if you will, uh, everyone missed him. Everyone had their expectation of what he would be, and, and, and they just missed who he was. The 
pe the Jewish people as a whole, the pe Jewish people in general, they were expecting um, a conquering king, a rescuer to come in and to take over everything, to, to overthrow the power of Rome and restore them to greatness. The Jewish leaders, they said, hey, this guy's going to come in, and they thought he was going to affirm or confirm their place and their role within the Jewish community. Jesus' family missed who he was. His disciples who walked with him daily, they didn't even fully recognize who he was. They were spending time misunderstanding his parables and, and his miracles and, and why he came, and they were arguing with each other about who was the greatest in the kingdom. Everyone missed who he was because their expectations didn't match up with reality. Their expectations caused them to miss who Jesus was and why he came, and that still holds true today as well. Um, our expectations of Jesus can cause us to miss his presence in our lives. Our series for the next few weeks, as I said before, is greater than. And Jesus is always greater than our expectations because our vision is distorted. 1 Corinthians 13:12 says it this way. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, but then we will see everything with perfect clarity. Now we see things imperfectly, like puzzling reflections in a mirror, like a distorted mirror. Things look like they could be right, but they're not what they're supposed to be. We don't see things clearly just yet. Our expectation of Jesus might be one thing, but in reality, we need to be in his word to know exactly who he is and who he calls himself, who he says that he is for us and in our lives. Some of us may see Jesus as a few things, and I have a list right here. We might see Jesus as the problem solver, the one who's going to come in, and he's going to make everything right within our lives, and he's going to fix every situation that we have going on and, and all of that. And, and, you know, yes, Jesus is a problem solver. He does do those things for us, but that's not the only reason why he's here. He doesn't always fix all of our problems and our issues. You see, his goal is for us to become more like him. And so because of that, he may not change the situation that we're in, but he always wants to change us. He may not change the situation, but he's willing and he wants to change you because his goal is for you to become more like him, for us to become more like him. Some of us might see Jesus as Santa Claus, where he just comes and gives us gifts. He gives us everything that we want in this life, and that's our expectation of him. And again, that's a distorted reality. He won't always give us what we want, but he does promise to give us what we need. Second Peter 1.3 says, His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness, through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. He's already given us everything that we need. And some of us see Jesus as a distant judge, someone who kind of just stands back looking at our lives, doesn't really know who we are, doesn't really care. He's kind of aloof. And again, that's a distorted reality. That's not who he is. He knows you intimately, and he wants to be known by you. Some see Jesus as someone who's just waiting for us to get our act together. He's sitting there like this, just like, here we go again. Can you not just get it right? And that's not what he thinks of us. That's not what he wants of us. Um, that's not how he sees us. Jesus takes us as we are. 
He says that he came for the sick and not the healthy. Jesus came to pay a debt that we couldn't pay. I love how um, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, says it this way. God made him who knew no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And in Romans 5.8, it says, God demonstrates his own love for us in this, that while we were yet sinners, while we were still in our sin, Christ died for us. He's not waiting for you to get your act together. That's not, that's not what he's wanting. He's going to be the one who does the work. He just wants you, and he wants a surrendered life. So let's fix that distorted reality, knowing and understanding the truth of God's word. And also, some of us might see Jesus as someone that's just irrelevant to us. He doesn't have anything to do with us. He doesn't apply to our lives at all, and we just don't understand how. And um, one thing I want to challenge you to do is this, is within your discipleship group, ask your leader, hey, how's God made himself known to you? Give me some real-life examples of that. Ask the other guys in your group or the girls in your group about that as well. How has God made himself real to you? Share your experience, share your situation that you have going on and say, I don't know how, how Jesus and this and my life match up. And let them speak the truth over you. Being in God's word and being with God's people will help bring clarity to that distortion. This is what I want you guys to do within your group time as a group discussion. Here I have a few things for you guys to do. First one is this, tell your group about a time that you missed something because of unrealistic expectations. Tell your group about a time that you missed something because of unrealistic expectations. Second thing is this, what are your expectations of Jesus? And my third question is how do your expectations of Jesus match up to reality? Discuss those together, talk about those things together. Um, be honest, this is what your discipleship is all about. Sharing life together, living life together in a place where you can be, it should be safe to be honest and ask those questions so that the reality of who Jesus is can become undistorted, so that the truth can change your life and your expectations will change as well. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for my friends. Thank you, Lord, that um, you've given them the opportunity, Lord God, to hear about who you are and to, um, to see you more clearly. Father, I pray that as they speak within their groups, as they read your word, as they're in it, Lord God, that you will make things clear, that you will begin to clean that mirror, Lord God, that's distorted so they can see clearly who you are. Lord, we love you and we praise you and we thank you for this day and we thank you for this time. And Lord, we thank you that in the midst of all that is going on right now, you are still on the throne. Have your way in us and through us, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.